Hello and welcome to At Home with Ashley G. I'm Ashley Gronwald, a real estate agent, mother of three, living in Raleigh, North Carolina with my husband, Jed. I hope you will join me as we discuss all things that begin in the home, such as family, marriage, faith, parenting, organizing, and plus a sprinkle of real estate. I look forward to building a community with you as we navigate the joys of owning a home and making it our safe haven for our family. Because home is where it all begins. Hi everyone, it's Ashley Grunwald and I have Melissa Albright back with me again. And if you remember her from before, we talked a lot about just how to get our kids to eat healthy and everyone seemed to love that session together. So we said, let's do it again, but this time focusing more on how to stay healthy with our kids and our family during the holidays, which can be really challenging. And so Melissa, go ahead, introduce yourself again, just in case someone didn't listen the first time, but who are you? Tell us about your family and what you do with Juice Plus. Hey, Ashley. Thanks again for having me back. I was so excited to talk again. It's so fun to talk with you and we have lots of common interests, but especially health. I am so excited to be here. I'm a whole food nutrition advocate. And what that means is, is I've seen the difference in my life and in my family's life when you ditch processed foods and you replace them with real foods that grow in the ground and on the trees. And so I'm here. I love, love, love helping other families get healthier. It's just a true joy for me. I'm a teacher. I was a teacher for a decade. And so because of that, I think my strength is just encouraging and teaching people about why they would actually want to research what some of the foods that they're buying in the grocery store have in them and that kind of thing. So yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Awesome. Well, again, if you didn't listen to the first one, go back and listen to what Melissa and I did a few months ago, just about helping advocate for our kids to eat healthy, essentially, and some creative ways to do that. So today we're talking about tips to stay healthy during the holidays. And the first holiday we've just passed was Halloween. And so I am so curious about how you handle Halloween. And I got word from you that you do this candy swap. So tell us a little bit about the candy swap. Yeah, exactly. So I let my kids trick or treat and have a great time. And we love costumes. And it's fun to see the neighbors in the neighborhood. What we do on the back end, though, is a little bit different from most families. I let them have a piece of candy any candy they want out of their Halloween trick-or-treat bag when we get back from trick-or-treating because that's fun. And then I actually let them have a piece for breakfast too. Yeah, the next day we choose whichever piece they want for breakfast because I love, love, love Juice Plus. And they eat 30 fruits and vegetables in the form of a gummy every day for breakfast. And so sugar decreases it depletes our immune system, but fruits and vegetables support it. And so I kind of feel like, well, eating a piece of candy from Halloween with 30 fruits and vegetables evens out. <laughs> I don't have any scientific backing on that, but yeah, so they get to have fun. And then the next day after Halloween, this is the second year now I've done a swap. And so if anybody brings us their candy, it doesn't even have to be all of it. It's just however much they want to get rid of. I will swap it for Juice Plus gummies, which are 30 fruits and vegetables, fine ripened, pesticide free, dehydrated, 
put in a tapioca syrup gummy. Amazing, amazing nutrition. And so I will change out your processed candy for real fruits and vegetables, but in a gummy form. So they taste really good. And we had a lot of success with that yesterday. I think we got almost 20 pounds of candy swapped out, which is amazing. And I was so excited because I'm like, yay, this kicks off a holiday season, you know, a little bit better as far as it's okay to eat a piece of candy. But the problem is, is that since sugar depletes our immune system, then you start off the season of sickness, flu, you know, right now we're dealing with a pandemic, like you start off a season with a depleted immune system, and that's never good for you. So it made me really excited that so many people brought their candy and had a healthier swap yesterday. But what I'm doing this year with my kids is a little bit different. So now we have all this candy. And I'm actually they're old enough. Now I have a three and a half year old and a seven year old. And what I'm doing is actually explaining why we don't want to eat all this candy, like actually giving them good reasons. And if you were to go online and look at the ingredient list of what we think is candy is it would horrify you. So I highly suggest people do that. I mean, it's out there, you can read it. There's a lot of things in there that not only just aren't good for our immune system, but really mess with like our endocrine system. Um, food dyes are a big one, um, hydrogenated oils, just all kinds of things. So it's not the candy it was, I think, when we were growing up. And so what I do, um, what I'm planning to do actually today is telling my children, you know, in kid form, like, this is why we don't want it. It's not helpful to our immune system and our bodies. It doesn't make our bodies healthy and happy. And so what we're going to do is we're going to throw it all away. And then I'm driving them to our local health food store and they get to pick out two candies that actually are, you know, free of food dyes, free of high fructose corn syrup, hydrogenated oils, things like that, because there's much better swaps. If you want to have um, peanut butter chocolate, there's a much better swap for that one. So mm -hmm. we're going to do that because I don't want my children growing up feeling deprived of a really fun thing that kids do, you know, but there are better ways that we could go about it. And so it's just more thinking like, how can I actually continue having fun with my kids with a, you know, a happy, healthy holiday that kids love, but making it healthier for them. I love that. And my sister-in-law, she last year came over to trick or treating with us and bought a whole bunch of candy from Whole Foods and said, that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to have my kids trade with me. And so they brought the candy that they trick or treated for and traded. And so she swapped it with them, which I thought was awesome. I mean, it's still sugar. And it's still not something we want to overdose on, but it's a better version of it. And it was so funny this year, Ellie, I was telling her my favorite candies and she's like, here, mom, you can have it. And I said, you know what? I actually love the dark chocolate that I have downstairs in the pantry. Yeah. And it tastes just as yummy. It just has some better ingredients. And then I started going into like the red dye 40 and Jed <laughs> is just like laughing. He's like he's trying to explain dyes <laughs> and how they're not good for a four-year-old like she just I mean she was trying to understand but that was that was one thing I love that my sister-in-law did and then just me trying to explain like I do love a Reese's peanut butter cup but I like the ones we make better at home I just have to have them ready and made right um, and then I Ellie was like just so consumed with this candy that she got trick-or-treating because we had a blast too and I, I don't think we'll yeah. stop doing that right but 
I said, you know, Ellie, there's probably a lot of people out there who didn't get to go trick or treating or don't get to have this treat of a piece of candy or whatever it is. And I said, what if we put a bag together on the way to church? There's always some, there's always a homeless person on the corner of the street. What if we shared just a little bit with them? And again, it's, it, it's more of like, we're not, Ellie gets to have some too. We're not saying, hey, give all of our bad stuff to other people. But it was more of like, let's bless somebody else with a little bit of a, a treat. So that was one thing we were trying to do to get her to see, like, don't hoard all this candy as yours, but give it to some other people that might not get, get that experience. Right. And we actually went trick or treating with some dear friends. She's a physician. And she told me, you know, if you want to give me any of your candy, we put it in the physician's break room. And there's healthy treats. And then there's also like tiny little pieces of candy that they can get. And, you know, my older son just thought that was a great idea. So he made a bag of candy to donate to the physicians at Duke. <laughs> so <laughs> I know part of me, part of me was like, oh, this last thing I need is a physician getting sick because of all the sugar. But then but I was like, no, it's okay. You know, it's okay. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's a great idea. I, I should maybe buy the candy on the front end. So thanks for that tip. I thought maybe taking him to the grocery store to have him pick it out was a good plan that way they can kind of have a say so in it. Mm -hmm. But that's a good idea too. Then you have to take the grocery. And, you know, from my session that I did, a couple of sessions ago with the lady who does eating disorders with kids and with families, her recommendation was still let your kids experience Halloween and eat the candy. And I, I think that's what you just said too. Like my tendency is to say no candy. We're not doing it all bad, you know, having that extreme, but then she's like, they're going to want it so bad because you've made it an absolute no. So I love that you said they got to pick one out the night of and the next day and then swapping it for other candy. It's not like you're swapping it for a banana. We'd love that better, but we're swapping yeah. it for another better piece of candy. So some thoughts on yeah. how we, well, moving on, just cause I know people want to hear about, you know, we're entering into Thanksgiving season and then Christmas, New Year's and New Year's resolution. So as we're getting into these colder months, what are some fun, practical ways to get our bodies moving with our families during this holiday kind of season? Well, I bet you have great ideas since, you know, you are a trainer at the Y. But one of the things that we love to do is any exercise that you enjoy is great. So we have a goal to move our body every day in my household. It doesn't have to be an hour long workout. It doesn't even have to be something that you're sweating. It, you know, if you just walk to the neighborhood pool and back, which in my neighborhood's a mile from my house there and back, that's a win. Um, one thing that I do is I, I really like tracking things just because um, sometimes you know, every day sort of leads into the other and you, sometimes you don't even know what day it is. And so I have a calendar, you know, it's like your, your planner. Um, and at the beginning of the month, I, I have the month view. And so I just track honestly every single day and what I did to move my body that day, just so I can see like how successful have I been? And it was interesting. I looked back over it since the pandemic sort of hit in March until where I am today. And I think, I think on average, if a, if a month has, you know, 30 days, I think I move like 28 out of 30 days and it doesn't have to be a five mile run. It could, it could be a walk with your kids. It can be a scooter ride, but we talk a lot about, about, it helps us sleep. It's great for our heart. Our hearts need to be healthy. It's great for your immune system too, for you to work out immediately after working out. Your immune system is a little depleted because it's 
just gone through a workout. But over the course of time, you have a much stronger immune system when you actually do physical activity. And so right now, we need as much immunity building as possible. And so working out every day is fun. And you know what we do? We play a lot of games. So I'll go for a run and my oldest will bike and my youngest will scooter and we'll pretend we're fighter jets and sort of zooming around the neighborhood, you know, or today my son just went to a YMCA camp over the weekend. They did a great job with lots of outdoor activities and he just sort of recounted all of the fun he had yesterday on his bike. And so even if you're moving, you don't, it doesn't have to be a big deal. You know, it just has to be movement to keep our, to keep our hearts healthy. Yeah. Yeah. What are some fun things that you all do? Yeah. It's funny because I always say I like to do things that require your body to motorize the activity. Jed likes all things that are already motorized. So (laughs) golf carts, (laughs) motorcycles, cars, planes, helicopters, not like he doesn't like anything that requires your body to do it. No, he's super strong, but he's just like, I don't see the point in doing that, that stuff. So I have to kind of fight that a little bit, but I think I've seen some other moms doing this, but just like creating a scavenger hunt. So we're going to go for a walk and maybe that walk has gotten boring, but now you've printed off a scavenger hunt of things that they can look for while you're out. I definitely do that when it's a holiday, like let's count how many pumpkins there are or Christmas time. Let's go look at the Christmas lights, those types of things. And then like you, I think I get into the mindset of like a workout has to be a specific way and I have to get sweaty, but it's like walking outside has been so great. And as Ellie's learned to ride a bike and to go on a scooter, she can do that alongside of me. Again, just getting our bodies moving and that doesn't have to be a whole hour. It can be literally, let's walk to the mailbox to mail letters. Let's walk to the neighbor's house to deliver them food instead of getting in the car. My mom lives in the neighborhood. So let's, what, what do you want to ride to, you know, Dee Dee's house? Is it going to be a bike, a scooter? Are we going to walk those types of things? And I know that my mood can increase significantly just from getting outside and Mm -hmm. then moving and then being crazy sleep so much better too. Yeah. And then I think if your, your neighborhood's gotten old, take them to a park. Um, I did that a lot where post right postpartum, just like there was a, a walking trail. And so it was like, mommy's time is the walking trail. So everyone's going to be in the stroller and then we're going to go to the playground right beside it. So mm-hmm. we're both getting kind of what we want. And then sometimes at the playground, it's playing with them. Um, or, you know, let's, let's listen to a song that's really popular right now and do jumping jacks and squats and planks. I mean, the kids get so have so much fun with that too. Right. Yeah. And one thing that we do sometimes at our house is I time them running around the house (laughs) outside, you know, doing laps around the house. How many times can you go around the house in five minutes? Let's go, you know, because they need to get their wiggles out too. And um, sometimes I run with them. You know, it's fun. Just, Mm -hmm. I think the, I think the goal for me is move my body every day if I'm able and our calendar allows it and not stress about it, but, you know, keep the why in mind. Why am I doing this? The reason I'm doing it is because I sleep better. I feel better. My immune system is better. Just all in, you just have total body health. And then, you know, Thanksgiving may look different this year. I don't know how many people are going to be gathering in the big settings, but knowing that it's still going to be a day focused on eating, do you have any thoughts or creative ways to approach a day like that? How do you handle it? Yeah, that's a good question. So, you know, I thought about this question for a little while and basically what it boils down to is I think the holidays really, you know, we sort of see it as this season, mm-hmm. but really there's only two days, right. there's Thanksgiving and there's 
Christmas or or maybe more if you celebrate Hanukkah or something, but all in, like you shouldn't ruin your health in eight weeks, November and December. Enjoy the two holidays. And so specifically for Thanksgiving, what, what I try to do is move my body in the morning, drink a lot of water. Water is really helpful for feeling full and um, hydrating and flushing out toxins. And then I try to have a big salad before we have, you know, all the fixings because all the salad, the fruits and vegetables, they really do fill you up. And so, and then I don't feel guilty and I eat whatever I want because I think the thing is, is that you should just enjoy, you should enjoy it. You should be thankful for family and health and you've worked hard in the kitchen. So you might as well enjoy what you've made. Right. But um, I think what what it just sort of comes down to is, is don't let two days, two holidays, take over eight weeks, and then go into the new year and think, golly, I feel terrible. You know, I I was sort of telling somebody this the other day that I've realized as an adult that people who win in life are disciplined. We don't have to be the smartest cookie in the jar. We just have to be disciplined and we have to be more disciplined. We have to be disciplined more days than not. And so what does that look like? And I've just been watching people that I think really are winning in life. You know, if you want to be like somebody that you think is doing a great job, study them, see what they do and pick their brain and ask what their habits are. And so one of the ways that I think people that have good health win is that they're just disciplined. They move their body, they drink water, they get good sleep and they don't overindulge on, you know, five to six days a week, they, they enjoy it, they allow themselves to enjoy it. Because really, I think when it, you know, when you really think about it, you you shouldn't feel guilty for enjoying what you've made. I mean, God has given us food to enjoy it and to love it. And especially if it's in fellowship with our friends and family. And so I that's where I land on is I just want to enjoy it and have fun and not not be worried about a second serving of macaroni and cheese, you know, but um, do things on the front end that I would be doing anyway, just see it as a normal day, you know, you move your body, you drink water, you try to get good sleep the night before that kind of thing, because studies have shown that sleep is really important for our immune system as well. And I, I, I totally agree with that. And I, I've heard people say like, don't skip food all the way up until the Thanksgiving meal. So you're so yeah. hungry that you're in a bad place where when you get started, like see it as more of a typical day, or maybe even do your Thanksgiving meal with your family earlier in the day so that you're you have that maybe as a brunch and then you can still have the leftovers for dinner and you get it twice in one day. Um, And then, like you said, I think there's lots of turkey trots out there, maybe not so many this year, but going for a walk with your family, you generally make healthier choices if you have moved your body because you feel good about taking care of yourself. That's right. I love that perspective of like, don't let two days sabotage two months of your health in the same kind of thing of like, I'm just going to give up for now and start in the new year. Like, don't get behind and just let it all go. Like you said, we're not saying don't enjoy, but don't sabotage all the other days because of two holidays. Right. And I think that so often we sort of see it as an all or nothing, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's November 2nd and I've already ruined the whole entire holiday season because I had too much whatever today. And I just think life's too short to be mean to yourself, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, just be kind to yourself and do things that are kind to your body. So like, like we've been talking about all those all those wonderful habits that we can create. And I think the beauty of habits is that we are creatures of habits, humans. Mm-hmm. And so once we make a habit, we just kind of keep rolling with it, whether it's a good one or something that's not serving us well, you know. And so if we have a habit of exercising more days than not, 
we're going to keep doing it through the holiday season. If we have a habit of only drinking water and not drinking juices and lemonades and things like that, it will just continue because that's our habit. We tend to buy the same things at the grocery store that we always buy. And so we're just these creatures of habit that like staying the course. You know, we don't really love change in general. I mean, there are some people on the Enneagram that love change, (laughs) you know, but most of us don't. And so just staying, staying the course with the habits that you've set for yourself that are, that are healthy and serving you and your family really well. And if you haven't already started those habits, well, you don't have to wait till January, start them today. And then you will have the habit by Thanksgiving because it's only December the 2nd and Thanksgiving is in, you know, three weeks. So um, I just, I think the holidays are exciting. Certainly it's a wonderful time to get together with friends and have an extra cookie or whatever. But if you have good habits leading up to it, I think the holidays are are wonderful and there's no reason for it to be like you said, uh, you know, a time where you're sabotaging the whole entire last two months of the year because there's these two holidays that we're celebrating. And I would even say, like, I've been watching my daughter, just her eating habits. Now, not all great, but man, she amazes me where there could be two bites left of her favorite food in the whole world. And she could say, I'm full. I'm done and walk away from those two last bites. And I'm like, that was, there wasn't any discipline in that. It was just her listening to her body and saying, I am full. I will get this again. You know, I don't have to think that this is my only chance to eat it. So I have to eat it now. I just think that we could learn a lot from our two and four and five year old. That's what they do. So I think that's one thing that I've been just being cognizant of for sure. So what are some family fun holiday activities that you can, that you guys maybe do, or that you have some ideas about this year that aren't centered around food or sugar? Well, that's, that's a good question. I would say the majority of our activities aren't centered around food and sugar, right? We do like baking, you know, pumpkin bread or whatever, that kind of thing. But I always sort of do it a little healthier than normal, um, mm-hmm. you know, with maple syrup instead of sugar, what have you. But we tend to do a lot of project type things. So for example, since I have two boys, we're sort of always building things. Every day is different. <laughs> Sometimes it's things like catapults, but other times it's things like Christmas tree ornaments. And so one mom gave me a great idea where you can buy those plastic um, ball Christmas tree ornaments from Michael's or wherever and just squirt paint on the inside and then swirl them around and give those as gifts. We do letter writing. We have a support through compassion. We have a compassion child. And so uh, we do letter writing for her. We also have done things like like Operation Christmas Child, Samaritan's Purse, shoe boxes, And then I, I would just say some of our favorite traditions throughout the holidays are things that involve being thankful or talking about Advent, things like that. And so putting, we have an Advent, like a Jesse tree. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's when you walk through the entire Christmas story reading the book of Luke and every day you have a different ornament to put on the tree that symbolizes that part of the story. So we do that every year. You know, when they're really little, it's hard. I mean, you can read like two lines in scripture and that kind of is finished, but we don't make a big deal out of baking. We do make Christmas cookies, um, but we just don't make a big deal out of it. Mm -hmm. I used to make Christmas scones every year, like cranberry scones for breakfast and didn't last year just because we had a really hectic Christmas season last year due to some other things. But, you know, I will do that again and we share them with our neighbors and that kind of thing. But 
in general, I'd say the majority of our activities are project-based and don't involve food. And the kids have just as much fun. It doesn't have to be a big sugar fest to have fun. Yeah. What, what well, kind of things do you do? Well, that was, I was thinking just with the pandemic that I've found that I'm doing more like meet at a playground or mm. go for a walk with friends versus meeting at a coffee shop or at a restaurant. Again, n neither right or wrong, but I just found that I'm outside more and moving more with right. the season that we're in. It's like, I want to keep that habit up because I love going for a walk with a friend and talking versus just sitting and having a coffee or tea or something like that. So I think those t that type of mentality we can use with our kids um, and our families during the holiday as well. I mean, I've, I've married a, a husband that loves to watch movies and yes, uh, movies. So fun. Yeah. So again, we just have to get creative. And I think, you know, I love doing projects, but more like craft style craft, yeah, things yeah. with Ellie, but um, like, even with you said with baking and making a healthy twist on it and then giving them to the neighbors, walking to your neighbor's houses and delivering right. them, any of those types of things that you can do to, again, incorporate family, friends, fellowshipping, and then moving our bodies, being creative. I think that that works for sure. Yeah. And I think it depends on the age of your children too. You right. know, I mean, when my, our kids were three and one or three and zero, I mean, I basically was just happy that presents got wrapped, <laughs> you know, like, it, I think, and everyone's bandwidth is different too. So, you know, there's people that have much greater bandwidth than me and they do crafts all day long. That's not who I am, but I do like doing crafts with the kids. And one thing that's been really fun is we've been getting those Kiwi boxes. I don't know if you've heard of those. They're like koala crates and they come once a month and they're crafts and they also teach you. So that's been a really enjoyable thing to do. But it does look different this year just because it's not, you know, you're probably not able to celebrate as much with people, I guess. Yeah. Well, just because we're almost up on time, the last thing I want to ask you is how do you teach your kids moderation in a season of excess? Gosh, that's a good question because where we live is they just don't have perspective as they shouldn't, right? Um, because of where they live and the family that they're being brought up in. Right. Yeah, I think that honestly, one of the best ways that we've done it is just to talk to them. You know, when we see people on the street that are asking for money, talk to them about that. Or when we see, when we get our letter, like our compassion letter, show them on the map where she lives and look up, you know, what that country looks like. Um, when we do the Operation Christmas Child boxes, there's lots of videos online that show where these children that received a box lived. And then, you know, I do feel like God brings people to you to sort of um, help you along the way. So for example, our, our neighbors just adopted three children from Ukraine and they were Operation Tr Christmas children who received those boxes. And so they could tell our children about them. And that's a brilliant example, you know, of this isn't, we're not just packing these boxes. I mean, real children are receiving them and now look, they're adopted by a family mm -hmm. in America. And so I think it's hard and I don't think that I have all the right answers. It's something I feel like I'm wading through every day of how do you expose, but how do you also, you know, I, I certainly think ages have a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. How much can a child is a certain age be exposed to that kind of thing. And then really you have to check your heart too on like, are, am I just comfortable or am I actually serving and loving others well? and um, entering into what their needs are. And so, you know, Rob and I do a lot of things that we just never talk about. And I think that that's good. But at the same time, we don't talk about them. You know, we're not 
broadcasting, but then at the same time, we don't talk about, so our children don't even know <laughs> like where we're sending money to or who we're supporting. What, what are some things that you and Jed do? Well, that was what Jen Wilkin in the parenting class she did that I did a, a couple of podcasts just on my takeaway. She talked about just modeling moderation in front of your kids. So whatever that, if that's in with food or sugar or TV watching or movie watching, all of just teaching moderation by modeling it. One, again, talking about it, explaining, and then I think getting involved with other families who don't have as much. And I mean, I was so excited to see Ellie get so excited about giving her candy away because I thought the thought her separating herself from her candy was going to throw her into a tantrum, but she was like, that's a great idea. And she got so excited about it. And so, I mean, like the, we've done the shoe boxes and we've gone to the store together to buy the things. And sometimes that doesn't work out. She's like, I want to keep all this. I was like, (laughs) but you know, even with my minimalism, when I'm going through her room, I'll say, let's think about what some, what are some things Mm -hmm. that you could give to a family who doesn't have these or, Mm -hmm are there some books that you could share with someone else and then doing it myself? Like when she sees me going through my closet and I'm getting rid of clothes or getting rid of box, you know, books, shoes, whatever, just saying that I don't need all these things. Somebody else could. And then we go and she comes with me when I give them to North Raleigh Christian ministries where they have a donation. So again, mm-hmm. modeling it. So they see it, but like right. you said, I think we can often just do it thinking they won't understand. And then we right. miss out on an opportunity to share right. what that like but I think that's one piece that we're missing right now in our life is like we've usually had a family in our life that we've come alongside that is mm-hmm. less privileged and I think Ellie would so benefit from being around them getting that exposure building relationship inviting them into our home so I think that would be my one takeaway is do everything I can to get back to where we have another family that we're walking alongside investing in right and I think so often we think it's financial Right. But mm-hmm. actually, we're we are all deficient mm-hmm. in other capacities, avenues. You know, it's not just okay. financial. And so, you know, if my child struggles with, I don't know, pride or unforgiveness, like how can we, you know, how can we sort of introduce them to another family that has children that actually that's not really that their issue. And so how can we sort of realize what we what we are lacking? Because I think right. so often, especially as Americans, we think it's always financial. Like, oh, we're not lacking financially, but there's a lot of people right now that are lacking in health, you know? And so I just think that God's given us great gifts. And so it's just like this podcast, like it's a joy to talk. I mean, we have giftings and so we're just supposed to come together and be in community and and encourage and uplift one another because my gifting is different from somebody else's. And so, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a good question. It's something I would love to call and talk to you about on the phone. And yes. (laughs) We'll come up with some good ideas. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're out of time, but if you guys do have ideas, anyone who listened to this, share them in the chat. I, I would love to know. I know Melissa would as well. Um, what are things you do during the holidays to stay healthy, to, to keep moving and to not sabotage your health over two days. Yep. But thanks again, Melissa. It was so great Thank chatting you. with you. And I loved it. Look forward to seeing everyone next week. Yes. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Ashley. See Bye. You. Thank you for joining me today. And if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me at home, where it all begins.